Whether you're buying your first or your 10th home, unless you're ready to pay cash for the full amount of the house, you're going to need a loan to make that purchase. This only increases in complexity when home mortgages are like a buffet. There's so many options to choose from. The wonderful part is there is a professional that specializes in this line of work, lowering the stress that comes with making this huge purchase. In today's episode, I've brought in Quinn, a loan originator with many years of experience helping people get into the house of their dreams. Enjoy this conversation as we discuss the top questions that consumers have about home mortgages and give you the knowledge and confidence that you need to start your home buying journey today. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, what's going on? And welcome to the Financial Mirror. Once again, this is another live interview. Uh, there's been great feedback around the live interview, so I'm going to continue to try to push those out. Uh, and there was no one that I would have rather chose than to, to get a loan officer in here. We've been talking about houses, but now we get a loan officer in here that can actually talk about the financial part of sort of sort of what goes into house buying uh for the past couple of weeks you know we've gone through multiple different house buying series from how much you can afford to how to pick the right home uh there's there's been a ton we've gone over we had a realtor come in um, for a previous interview, which went great. Uh, but now is the part that everyone has truly been waiting for. I want you to know, Quinn, this is what everyone's waiting for is how do we pay for this thing? So there's a house. How do I pay for it? So, uh, Quinn, welcome. Uh, welcome to the financial mirror. I'm glad to have you, man. Yeah. Hey man, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, you know, buying a home, everyone grows up, Looking to buy a home, it's the American dream, and I'm excited that I get to be a part of it, help families get into homes, uh, and just educate. So thank you for having me. So one of the biggest things, uh, and, and I've, I've gone over this on a previous episode, and I wanted to make sure that that when we jump into this, that we, we hit it up front, because I think that this is the one deterrent that most people have when it comes to home buying, uh, and it's truly down payments. And I, I think that's something that so many people are... are I think actually terrified of of how how am I going to pay for this thing and and how am I going to get this down payment together? Uh, the question that I've got is is sort of what do from your perspective as a loan officer sort of what are you looking for in a down payment and what could the listeners uh, what should they be really thinking about when it comes to these down payments? Yeah, so there's a lot of different options as it pertains to down payment and loan type. Okay, um, you know the biggest thing is a lender is going to want to source any money that is used for a down payment. So like um, if you have money in a bank account, if you have money saving, retirement, uh, if you're selling a vehicle, that's a way uh, to potentially uh, source for a down payment. So you have an asset you want to sell. Um, and, and like I said, based on the loan types, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if we're looking to do a conventional loan, uh, we have down payments as low as 3%, um, depending on qualifications. Um, if we're doing an FHA loan, it's, it's as low as 3.5% down. And then if, and if you're in a rural area uh, and you meet USDA guidelines, you could get a 100% uh, loan as well as uh, if you're a veteran. It's Veterans Day, by the way. 
Thank we go. you all for the service. Thank you to all the veterans. Uh, but yes, if you're a veteran uh, and you're eligible for a VA loan, that is also 100% loan. Now, I say that those are the four main loan types, okay? There are other programs out there, other 100% programs. A lot of them are, are, are uh, state uh, specific programs. Like, for instance, I'm in the state of Alabama. So we, uh, as Cross Country Mortgage, the company that I work for, I'm employed by. Uh, we partner with the Alabama Housing Finance Authority, uh, and they offer 100% uh, loan. So, you know, depending on the state, just do some research. You know, if you're looking to buy a home, you know the down payment is going to be an issue. Uh, just do a little research. Search, uh, you know, 100% down uh, loan on. You know, just see what comes up. So, there's there's options. Just got to look. Right on. So, and, and like I said, I think that that's the one, I mean, probably the biggest deterrence. Everyone is scared of that down payment and, and how am I going to come up with, you know, every, the 20% number that gets thrown there. You're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to come up with 20%? But uh, like you, you heard from him, there's there's multiple options out there. And, and is that something, is, is that sort of where uh, at that point is, is can you start talking to a loan officer before you have ever started even looking at a house? I guess that's a question I have for you. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, that's the preferred method, right? Most people, they go to a real estate agent wanting to look at home before they talk to a loan originator. Uh, and, and the best practice is if you're not sure if this is your first time or if this is your 10th time buying, right? Uh, get with a loan originator first. Uh, you know, Let them look at your financial situation. Complete a loan application and see what you're actually, you know, approved for, or or not even just what you're approved for. You know, what is what fits into your personal budget, right? We talk about personal finances. Uh, that's important. So before you go look at, you know, that half a million dollar, million dollar home, you know, it's in your best interest to check with your local lender first uh, to see what that would look like. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. And when you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor, obviously, is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast, and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So uh, if so, I mean, I guess the question then leads to um, how do you normally recommend a particular loan to to a certain individual, uh, depending on on financial situation? And that, that's a great question. So everyone has uh, a unique financial situation, right? So uh, the three big things that all lenders are going to look for is credit, income, and asset. Okay. Um, so depending on where those three things lie, that would kind of depend on what type of loan product would be best. So, uh, for example, uh, if you have excellent credit, you have a lot of money in the bank, say uh, you want to put at least a 20% down payment to avoid private mortgage insurance, 
you know, you, you're more than likely going to go with a conventional loan. Right. Okay? Um, now, let's say uh, you just started working on your credit. And let's say it's not quite as high as it will be in the future. Or maybe you've had some life events that have caused it uh, to be lower than you would like. And, and let's just say, for example, it's in the 600. Okay. You know, an FHA loan would, would, would probably suit you better uh, for multiple reasons. Uh, one being that you'll get a better interest rate on an FHA loan with a lower credit score. Uh, it's a lower down payment. Uh, and the mortgage insurance, depending on your credit score, will more than likely, if it's in the 600, will more than likely be cheaper than if you put a, you know, let's say uh, 3% down on mortgage. Right. So, so if, if someone if someone is just now um, coming out of debt, like they just paid off all their debt, uh, they're, they're obviously their their credit score has not reflected that they're now out of debt, um, Do they can they still buy a home? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. First off, if you've been working to get out of debt and you're out of debt, congratulations. Uh, That's right. That obviously means you were on a plan, you had a plan, you stuck to the plan, and now you're out of debt. Uh, Now, by getting a mortgage, you're going back into debt. But, hey, that's okay. It's a big extent, so we can can look past that. Um, But my biggest advantage is someone who – or my biggest – someone who has worked so hard to get out of debt would be um, you know obviously try to look at homes uh, at a price point that you could comfortably pay a 15 year note um, because by by taking a 15 year note as opposed to a 30 year note uh, each month you make a payment the majority of that payment is going to be applied to the principal loan balance which means you're going to pay that okay so if you have that mindset, I would certainly recommend going with a 15-year mortgage. So what would be another reason that someone may choose a 15 or 30, or, or what would make a 30 better than a 15 in what circumstance? I guess yeah. cause I know that's a big question. It's out there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we'll start off with the 15-year. We're just talking about it. So a 15-year, uh, the pros is that you're going to get a better interest rate, Okay. Um, usually a 15 year versus a 30, you're going to be looking at ballpark a half of, uh, of 1% better for your interest rate. So that, that's a pro. Um, like I said, each month you make your payment, uh, you know, you're, you're only borrowing the money for 15 years as opposed to 30 years. So naturally, uh, more of that payment is going to be applied to principal. Thus, you're going to pay the, the debt off quicker. And yeah, so I mean, th- those are the two main benefits. Okay. Now the detriment, would be it's going to have a little bit higher pay, right? So that's why we want to pick a home in a price point where we can still afford the higher 15-year pay, right? Now, conversely, with a 30-year loan, okay, it also has advantages, right? So its advantages is, is going to be that it's it's going to have a uh, a lower payment, right? It's going to provide more flexibility. It uh, it also doesn't have a prepayment penalty, so. You could technically get a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage and pay it off in 15 years. And a lot of people like that about a 30-year mortgage um, because it does provide flexibility. And, um, you know, some people look at it from the standpoint of, well, when, you know, this 15-year mortgage is $500 uh, a month more than a 30-year mortgage. What if I took that $500 per month that I would be paying on this 15-year note and invest over 30 mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great way to look at it. If you're disciplined enough to do that, then yes, that 
would come out better by doing that based on a, a you know an average conservative six percent return, especially when mortgage rates are you know three percent, three to four percent for a thirty year loan. So, wow. um, so yeah, they they've got you know they both have their pros and cons, and I think it just really depends on the person. Right on. Yeah, and and I I think one of the um and correct me if I'm wrong, but but that that fifteen, if you're doing the thirty and you're paying off the extra, all that's going to principal, right? I mean, wouldn't you say that that would be about even as if you had done the fifteen, as long as you that's continue right. to to pay that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Perfect. So it does provide a lot more flexibility going with a thirty year mortgage. No, no question about it. So if you had if you had a a, a a stance on on either one um do obviously the the you gave one huge point people coming out of debt is is you know holding themselves to to paying off uh that mortgage faster with the 15 uh but which one do you see done the most is it the 30 yeah absolutely the 30 year mortgage it, it is by far uh the most thick term mortgage uh because it does allow more flexibility and a lower payment. I, I, I want that to move into to talking about how uh, when when we started with this, you said you know going with a loan officer, uh, a, a loan originator first is is one of the you know the the better approaches to home buying uh, than starting with the the realtor. Uh, my question is is about does the 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 pre qualified and the pre approved uh, those those buzzwords that get thrown around, and obviously everyone's throwing them around now in this in this huge uh, boom of, of home buying that we that we've seen. But uh, with that pre qualified, pre approved, uh, that is that something that goes through you, or is that is that a realtor? Uh, that is definitely through me, um, and they do get changed uh, or or discussed interchangeably, right? But they are not the same. A, when you get pre-qualified, so when you go and talk to a lender uh, and they pre-qualify you, that is simply you completing a loan application. The lender looks, uh, you know, looks at your credit. They look at what you currently owe. You tell them, "Hey, I make X amount per month, right? Uh, I have X amount saved in my bank account," and that lender then pre-qualifies you and says, "Yes, based on your credit score." Based on what you told me, you are pre-qualified to purchase this home. Now, uh, that works out most of the time. It does. Uh, however, it is better, if possible, if you can, to get what's called pre-approved. So uh, when you get pre-approved, not only do you complete the application, but you also provide supporting documents for uh, your income. You provide supporting documents for your assets. Um, and so that, that, that includes bank statements, pay stubs, driver's license, uh, W-2s, tax returns, all that good stuff. And we take that information and we actually go and put it in front of an underwriter, right? Now, and we say, hey, please look at this loan. And they review it based on the actual documentation we have rather than what you're saying on the loan. And so what it, what it allows that when you go to make an offer and you're pre-approved, you can as a buyer in this competitive home market, you can put your best foot forward and have the best possible chance of getting your offer accepted over someone uh, that you're competing with that may have been just pre-qualified, right? Because you're saying, hey, I've had an underwriter look at my, uh, my documents. 
to my loan application. I'm approved. We can buy this. And it gives the seller a lot of confidence, uh, you know, when making a decision on, on who to go with, you know, for a buyer. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a huge point that you made there. It's just the the difference between the two. I mean, I, I think so many people just they do they use them interchangeably, and just by how you explained it, that pre qualified seems uh seems like it can be a, a little. You, you could definitely mislead the pre qualified letter a little bit. Uh, it can get a little dicey halfway through the process sometimes. Yeah, but most it, it does work out. I think the biggest advantage. It is going to be again when you're making that off. You know, if you have a good loan officer that you're talking to, they're going to ask you lots of questions. So don't get offended, right? We we didn't make the speed limit. We just have to pull you over to go over. Right? Um, so you know, it, it's just one of those things. Um, definitely, if you can, definitely try to get pre-approved. Ask your lender, hey, how can I get pre-approved? Not right. And they'll definitely be able to put you right. So just just hitting this off, is there a cost that goes with walking in and saying, "Hey, can I get pre-approved for this home?" There is no cost, uh, not with me anyway. Um, but no, I, I think with most lenders, uh, you're not going to incur any upfront cost, right? So uh, why would you not, right? Why would you not walk in, sit down with a lender, uh, or or call? Right, we're digital now. We can call. We can do things online. Uh, whatever prefer to do but definitely getting with the lender um and, and and going over your financial situation and determining you know what's going to be the best loan product um and how can i be a pre-approved for that loan product and purchase price so i can go and make uh, an offer in a highly competitive market very much so and so when it comes to to showing up and you, you, you stated a lot of a lot of personal documents a lot of personal information is getting thrown out there um What's some of those documents that that listeners can can prepare before they go and see a loan originator to to actually uh, ensure that that's a that's a speedy process from from both sides? Absolutely. Well, I'll give you the conservative list really quick. Okay, something all of these documents may not be required depending on your circumstances, uh, but here would be a good list. Right, um, thirty days worth of pay stuff. Right, so if you get paid weekly, uh, I would ask you to provide five pay stubs, right? Just to ensure we we encompass a full 30 days. Um, if you're paid bi-weekly, let's get three pay stubs, right? So bring in pay stubs that encompass a full 30 days. Uh, the second uh, piece of documentation I would say is bank statement, okay? A huge thing that happens a lot is, is when we request bank statement, the customer uh, will only provide let's say there's seven pages on the bank statement. A lot of times they won't provide the seventh page because there's no relevant information. And they're like, oh, well, I didn't think you needed that. Well, we do, right? So the, the second piece would be to make sure you, you bring two months bank statement with all pages. So if it says page one of seven, bring all seven pages and make sure it is the statement, right? Because there is bank statements and there's transaction history. There's a difference. Okay. So make sure it's a statement. Your bank, they'll send you a statement every month. Uh, it has all the identifying information that we need to do your loan, like your account number, your name, the statement period, all the deposits, withdrawals, et cetera, et cetera. So make sure you bring two months bank statement. Um, the third piece of, of documentation, I will say your driver's license. You got to have a copy of 
Uh, the fourth piece would be most recent two years W-2s and taxes. Okay, if you are a W-2 employee, you'll have W-2. Um, if you're self-employed, you will have tax returns. And sometimes you will have business tax. Okay, so make sure you provide complete, most recent two years, W-2s, as well as personal tax returns, and most recent two years, business returns, complete federal returns, if applicable, uh, when when coming to talk with the law. Uh, those are the basics. You know, I think if you can provide that, um, I think that's enough information to to get a determination of whether or not you can be approved. And so that's a lot. That's a lot of personal information, and and I think that that, that brings up a a solid point. And and uh, about obviously, uh, you working for. Uh, cross country mortgage, um, and and there's and, you know I can I can just throw the word mortgage out there, and you know 15 mortgage companies come to everyone's mind. So um, I, I think I, if if you don't mind, just give people you know the the, the benefits of, of ensuring that they're working with um, a person, a personable person that's looking at this stuff versus one of these online mortgage uh, brokers that are out there that are, that are lending money you know via you know, very, very impersonal, um, methods. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't stress enough how important it is to speak with the local lender. guys. Look, when you're purchasing a home, it's a big deal. We're talking thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? When you choose a local lender, if you go with someone like me and most other lenders like me, that's not online, that's not at a call center with their headset on taking calls, right? You got a person, uh, someone who has your interest, your best interest. So you need to choose a local lender. They need to be knowledgeable. You can call them anytime, right? A lot of them will give you their cell phone number. If you work with me, I'll give you my cell phone number. Um, and it's, it's just really important. It's a big deal, right? So um, you wouldn't just, you know, call an online doctor uh, and get them to diagnose you over the phone if it was serious, right? So uh, it's important for sure. Yeah. And, and so that, I think that's, that's becoming a, a, as more things we're, we're, I mean, you're seeing people buying cars online, you're seeing people do all this stuff online. And I just, I just think it's, it's very important. I mean, uh, Quinn's done two loans for me in Alabama. Um, so I can tell you, you can get a local lender and, and not be local to the area. So don't think you have to resort to a, to an online, uh, lender just for the simple fact that, cause I'm in Hawaii. And he's in Alabama. Uh, he still did. He still did a, a loan for me. So it, it's it's not it's not impossible to to use a local lender that you're getting their cell phone number, you're getting their their personal information, uh, and that you can work with them on an individual level versus you know, like you said, a call center. So uh, I think those are some great points. I'll say this too. Um, you know, there's lots of moving parts when you get a mortgage. Like you will see commercials say, "Click a button, get a mortgage." Guys, I wish it was that easy. It's not, right? It, it's a big deal. There's a lot of moving parts, lots of documentation. And so it that just reinforces even more the need to, to work with uh, you know, someone uh, who is local or, or who has the knowledge of, uh, to help, right? 100%. So when, when, you, when it comes to actually 
walking through the lawn and you're, you're, you're knocking out all those moving parts and everything, everything is, is, is progressing. Um, what can people look at as being sort of an average processing time from, from start to finish of these mortgages? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. So, um, it, you know, again, it depends on the scenario, uh, depends on your financial situation. Um, but you can expect to close a loan, um, within 30 days, 30 days or less. Right. I think that's a, a good time period. Um, I think, uh, currently at Cross Country Mortgage, our average turn time for closing loans is 25 total days. Right now, if you call me up, you're like, "Hey, Quinn, I need to close this thing in like 12 days." Uh, we can make that happen too. Okay, uh, but a- as a as a general rule of thumb, we're closing loans around 25 days, and you will find that most lenders will be between the 25 to 35 uh, day mark for closing. So what's something that what's something that really um, moves you more to the slower side of that? What slows down that whole entire mortgage process the most? Oh, goodness. Uh, lots and lots of things uh, slow down the mortgage process. Uh, taking out new credit. Guys, when, you, when you're buying a home, do not take out new credit. No credit cards. Uh, don't, definitely don't buy any new vehicles. Uh, anytime you take out new credit, we have to... We have to get a, uh, we have to document the new payment. We have to get a credit report. It, it can delay the closing. Another thing that can delay the, delay the closing is not getting your loan documents in on time. You know, when, when we ask for it, you need to make it a priority, get it to the loan officer uh, within reasonable time, right? We, we know you got to work, you got, you know, maybe have a family, maybe have kids, uh, but just make it important, right? Because it is important. And, uh, and and so get those in on a, uh, a timely manner. You know, there's just so many things that can come up. Uh, just lots and lots of things. Uh, but those are two of the things I'm talking So everyone can see there's a there's a lot that goes into to loans. There's a lot that goes into home buying. There's a lot that goes into this this whole, as he stated, American dream, right? Everyone wants to buy a home. Everyone wants to to sort of sort of go through that process. Uh, but there are there are a lot a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces that have to fall into place to make that happen. Uh, so, in terms of in terms of 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 what what a a buyer, what a a, a future homeowner, uh, customer to to a loan originator, uh, what are some of the the key questions maybe that that you you see come up that that really helps. Um, or could really help a listener make sure that they're working with a, a solid uh, loan originator. Yeah. So you, you need to, uh, I think some good questions would be to ask your loan originator, uh, what the, uh, what the bond market is doing currently, what the, uh, you know, the mortgage back, uh, bond market, uh, that, that's what determines mortgage rate, uh, having a loan officer knowledgeable of the market knows what's going on. Uh, on a daily basis, they're keeping up with it. I think that's important, right? Then they can determine when is the best time to lock rate, and as well as uh, you know, help prevent you from paying more. Okay, um, I think asking about turn time. Um, you know, how how quickly can you close this loan? I think that's important. Asking about, uh, you know, when can I contact? You? What is your best contact? Is it an office phone or is it is it their cell phone? Right, that's important. Um, you know, those are just a couple things. 
Um, you need to make sure they work for a reputable company, obviously. Uh, that's important. Um, and, and, you know, and it never hurts to look at a couple, right? You may talk to this person and, and, and maybe get some quotes from them and talk to another person and, and uh, just kind of fill it out. You know, which one made you the most comfortable? Uh, right. Which one provided the most value uh, to you as a consumer? Um, you know, those those are great things to look for when, when deciding, uh, you know, who to look for or what to look for in a loss. Perfect. So I, I, I think that this is, this has been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the, the wealth of knowledge, uh, experience that you brought to the table, uh, the, I mean, been doing this for years, right? I mean, I, it seems like time's slipping away since, um, since, since you, you started this, this journey, man. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it's all the experience, all the knowledge, um, it, it, it truly is beneficial. Uh, and, and I mean, to everyone, including myself, right? I mean, it's always good to, to hear straight from a, a professional in the sense of, of home mortgages, because there's, there's so much that goes into it. And, uh, you've got, you've got to talk to someone that is doing this daily, that's keeping up with the markets, that's keeping up with the, the current rules, regulations, uh, how everything falls into place. Uh, all that's very important. Uh, so I, I truly appreciate you taking the time out to, to sort of, sort of give us and impart on us your knowledge and, and experiences, uh, cause it, it, it is a benefit to, to everyone. Yeah. Hey, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I just want to say, uh, buying a home, it, it is a great thing. Um, it, it's a, it's another tool to build wealth, guys. Uh, so, so definitely, I, I would make that a goal of yours. If you haven't bought a home, um, find a good lender, talk with them. Uh, you can do this. And, uh, and yeah, so I appreciate you having me and, uh, look forward to getting back on again soon. Absolutely. Uh, so, so just for the listeners, everyone that, that, that tunes in and catches this, uh, what are some of the services that you offer at, at, at Cross Country, and how can people reach out to you uh, if if they're ready to 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 start a lending process? And I think it's very important here um, in, in terms of uh, let everyone know: Are you just work in Alabama? Is that is that the thing? So I'm currently licensed licensed in two states. Uh, that's Alabama and Georgia. So. Uh, but Cross Country Mortgage is, is a really big company, closed $44 billion loans last year. They're in all 50 states. So if you uh, are looking to purchase a home in a state that I'm not licensed in, you can still contact me and I can put you in touch with a reputable, good loan officer that look at your scenario and take great care of. But uh, as far as that, yeah, ways to reach me, um, my you can reach me by phone. My phone number is 470 uh, 250-2278. Uh, or you can reach me by my email, which is Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N dot Harrelson, H-A-R-R-E-L-S-O-N at myccmortgage.com. So right. look forward to uh, answering any questions you guys might have. If you need anything, reach out. Feel free to reach out anytime. Absolutely. And if you missed that, it will be in the, in the, his email will be in the description. Uh, so you can always, always, always just go down to the description box, click that and pop up and, and email him any, any kind of questions or, or, um, or future, future, if you're about to buy a home, 
getting ready. If you have questions or, or like you said, need to get paired up with a lender, he's got you. He'll, he'll put you with a loan originator to help you out. Quinn, thank you. I truly appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. We'll get you back on here. We'll always, always make the time. Uh, but once again, thank you for, for coming on today. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hey, and if you're listening to this on a podcast, please don't forget to comment, uh, subscribe, leave a five-star review. It's always beneficial. Uh, and if you do, if you do need a financial coach, if you need someone to sit down with you and help you out with your personal finances, please reach out to me. You can go to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash contact. Fill out that fancy little contact form. It'll shoot you right into my DMs, and I will make sure that I get in contact with you and we'll work something out. Thank you, Quinn, once again. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Till next time. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.